This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. First up today, I have a very special lady with me in studio and indeed a special man as well. Let me tell you that Helen Rochford Brennan is here. She's chairperson of the European Working Group of People with Dementia and she's joined this afternoon by a man who's been championing the cause locally in the North East here. Yes, Noel Heaney is chair of the Drogheda branch of the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland. You're both very welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Sherry. Helen, if I could begin with yourself, 61 years of age in 2012 and you're diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Tell me this did you feel this coming on for a while before you got the actual word? Uh, yes, I, I yes I did. Of, of course I felt it coming on. First of all, thanks very much Jerry for having, for having me. Um, I was first uh, I experienced some head injury at uh, some stage and uh, I, I was told maybe in 2007 that was a possibility that I had um, some cerebral disease, okay? And then the same thing happened in 2008 and then I carried on working and just trying to get on with my life but I kept forgetting and forgetting and I just was not able to cope. Um, And eventually um, the time came when I actually couldn't remember why I hadn't used the entry. You know, I just couldn't get things from the entry to delegation to getting rid of it. I couldn't cope with um, life at home. My son would ring me up and tell me something and then that was lost or Sean, my husband, would also tell me something and of course you can imagine now with two men that were extremely excited that I was constantly forgetting things and if I was involved in less things because I think at the time of my diagnosis I might have been involved in 10 different organisations and uh, so it was, um, it was, you know, mom, if you did less, you know, that maybe, and that's the reality, because my, my family are no different than anybody else's, you know, that they, they thought if I was at home and if I wasn't. And then, uh, and then the time came that I got the opportunity to retire. And to be honest with you, uh, it was the right thing to do for me, because um, I knew I could no longer cope with work. And so... Um, did you suspect yourself? that this would be the ultimate diagnosis? No, absolutely not. Never? No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would have thought that it was just a cognitive impairment mm. due to a bang in my head and no more. And so I uh, and I had learned strategies from my job, my day job, in how to cope with that. But those strategies weren't working for me. OK, and so that was that was maybe something that 
was telling me there was something more wrong. And so then I eventually anyway had seen more doctors and uh, and I uh, I got a diagnosis. And by then I was actually 62, it was, so it was from 57 to 62. So it took that. So early onset Alzheimer's is not easy to diagnose. And any doctor will tell you that. It's just not easy to diagnose because there's a, you know, there's some days when you wake up yeah. and you're you're great. You don't think, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. Off I go, you know. <laughs> and so some days today, I wake up the same way and think, you know, oh God, it's not too bad. Uh, but then when I got my diagnosis, I suppose um, I just wanted to the day to day life to become so much better, you know. And I just hoped that if I got a diagnosis that, uh, you know, when I was doing all those simple tasks and they were so challenging and I just couldn't get around to, you know, what was wrong with me. And then, then I got the diagnosis. And to be honest, by the time I got it, um, it was a relief and I was in Galway and it's about 63 miles from home. So I was driving home and I was thinking to myself, I, first of all, I came out and I sat in the car and the doctor gave me his, his diagnosis and that was fair enough. I accepted it. Um, but, you know, there was nothing for me. He couldn't send me anywhere. So back then in those days, and it's only that short period of time, ago, yes. you know, there was nowhere to send Helen. You know, so there was so all he said was, here it is. He, gave, he offered some medicine. Oh, no, I came home, come back with my husband. Of course, a, a month later, I, ca- I came back with Sean. And then he prescribed some medication. And But I wasn't part of that decision for the medication, if you know what I mean. I was I was there saying yes, because I thought that was the right thing. And then I took one medication, it didn't work. The next one didn't. And medications don't work for everybody, okay? They may stop the progression, but they have horrendous side effects. And I got those side effects. Um, and so I was driving home from Galway thinking, how... In- God's name, am I going to talk to Sean and Martin, my son? And he's an only child. And I thought, how am I going to tell them? So in an undisclosed amount of time, you know, I may not remember them. And I certainly won't remember all of the things, those great memories that we all have along the way. And and then I started to think about how am I going to, uh, how am I going to get this message to Martin? There's no one to support us. There's no one to help us. And there wasn't anybody. And there absolutely was nobody there for me. I can tell you there was nobody there for me, seriously. And so then the other thing is you go home with your husband. He's your husband. And I want people to really understand this. Sean was my husband on that day. The next moment that I'm diagnosed, Sean automatically goes into carer mode. And so you have a great loving relationship. And then you're wondering where that loving relationship is going to lead to. And it is a very, very difficult thing for relationships. And we don't talk enough about it in Ireland. But we overcame all of that because we had to work together and we have a strong couple and we and we, we work very well together. And so there was no key worker there. There was nobody to help me. There was nobody to give me any direction. And then after about 10 months at home, and I have to tell you, there were, I would, I ended up in the darkest, blackest hole you could ever imagine because I was so depressed because not alone had I no job. I had to step down from all the committees I was on. I didn't want to tell anybody that I had Alzheimer's because I was only too well aware of the stigma associated with it. And so I couldn't tell anybody. So I'm one of nine in family. So I told my siblings and I told a couple of other people, but that was it. I did not want to talk about it because I knew it was just this horrendous mental illness that everybody thought we were doting or we were mad or, you know, so. Um, and so then, I don't know, one day I was at the doctor and the doctor said to Sean, Sean, Helen needs to do something. We've got to get her involved in something. So I went to the Western Alzheimer's. 
I came home with Sean and left him at home and a couple of days later I took off. It was coming up to Christmas and I thought I better somehow, somehow I got this fight in me that I'd had to, you know, have somebody that I spent my entire life fighting for the rights of everybody else. And I realised there was some, something fundamentally wrong that there was nobody there for me. And I went off to Western Alzheimer's and they gave me, uh, the nurse was terrific because she said to me, look, you know, it, the place, can I say, was exactly as I thought. You know, a lot of older people, um, nobody talking, you know, just very depressing. And she said, I think you should get involved in research. And I came out and I sat in the car and I'm telling you, I shook for half an hour. And I thought, how am I going to go home? And, you know, it's, so I came home and I told my 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 um, my son, I told Martin, I said, Martin, this, the nurse wants me to get involved in research. I've never been involved in research in my life. He said, your mum, you're at it all the time. Look at all the things you're involved in. Let's, you know, let's think about this. So I'm, uh, we, I, I met a nurse and uh, and I told her also about her friend of, of Martin's, one of Martin's friends, mum. At this stage, you know, I just want to talk about something that you're, that we miss, that we don't talk about a lot, is grief. You know, I grieved for the life I would never have. I grieved like some, my husband grieved. He was losing his partner, right? So we have to look at, I was going into a new life, my Alzheimer's life, but the life that I had was gone and it was gone and would not come back. And so when you have nobody there to help you to deal with that grief, that is extremely difficult. We don't have those problems today, thank God that we have um, we have different challenges, but that is a huge challenge to a family. And, it's, and, and whether it's your siblings or your, or your partner or your children, I want people to understand that we can overcome those things. They are, it is a grief and it's, a very, it, it's, it's very real. It is very, very real and it is very painful. But with the right supports and the right help, that when I eventually got involved in research, my son was home, uh, a friend said, as I said, his friend's mum gave me this piece of paper and said, Ian Robinson, Professor Ian Robinson from Trinity College is looking for people to get involved in research. And Martin said to me, mum, you're going to write to him. And I said, Martin, I haven't a notion what I'm going to write. So I'm sure there was a good exchange of mother son words, <laughs> Alzheimer's or no Alzheimer's. <laughs> so we wrote the letter and the letter went off at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night and Monday morning at nine o'clock. I had a response from him and he was doing some research on cognitive rehabilitative therapy. And that led me to the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland, the Irish Dementia Working Group. And, you know, that is all when the journey into some light began for me, because then I went to a working group meeting. And I won't forget it because the first meeting was the weather was like it is now. The Shannon was flooded and I had to go from a bus, a train to a bus. So um, it was an adventure. Uh, but I, I remember talking, sitting down and Seamus, one of my dear friends, said, um, sure, nobody would know there was anything wrong with us if they came in here. Because we were all sitting around laughing. We were all talking about our lives. And it suddenly dawned on me, you know, that I'm still Helen. I'm the person that I always was. I just need help and support. And by reaching out and getting that help and support and by being able to avail of that uh, rehabilitative therapy, which got me to get my diary, get out my diary. You know, the house is littered with little sticky papers, but that's okay. Um, you know, to get be back part of the community, not to be afraid to go out and be part of your community and to tell people. And that was one of the other things the nurse at the Alzheimer's in Western Alzheimer's told me, tell people. And when I told people there was heartbreak, I might as well tell you, I always say I knew, never knew men cried. But, you know, I've been involved in a, a lot of good infrastructure projects and things for the, in the West of Ireland, not just for, not just for where I live. Yes. And, you know, 
having that relationship with people over a number of years and, and you know, I remember, you know, told me all kinds of positive things, you know, how we'd always be with them. And I think that's important, too, that we we're still part of our community. We're still the same people, but we just need supports. And unfortunately, we didn't have it then, but we now have a national dementia strategy because I and I was very, very much involved in the in, in, in that in the beginning. And we've done trema- tremendous work, the Irish Dementia Worker Group, in those early years when there was nothing, when there was absolutely nothing but the few people sitting around the table. We just did, you know, we were, we always call ourselves the trailblazers because that's what we were. <laughs> yeah. You certainly were. Can I ask you this? You I, I, Look at, I don't think I've ever thrown so few questions in an interview because I'm sitting here enthralled by you, I have to say. I'm looking at that. <laughs> But I am. I am. How many years are you living with this at this stage? How many years now? Uh, what are we now? We're in 2020. 2020. Well, if we 2013, 2012. Okay, so seven, so eight years. The end of, the end of, 12, the end of 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, eight yeah. years, right? Yeah. Um, have you stopped this process? Has it stopped? Has has this this work that you've been through, the research, the cognitive stuff you mentioned, has that slowed it? Oh, Absolutely. I mean, if we, you know, if you don't use your brain, you're going to lose it. So if you, if you do, so every single day, for example, I will, I have so many emails that I have to take care of. I still try and run my home just like any, yes. any yeah, with, with, with support of my husband. But I, I think every day I have to spend X amount of time that I have to do exercises. The other thing is the great outdoors. You know, we mm. we have to go out. Physical exercise. Physical exercise. But, but if if you don't, I have my notes. Yeah, I'm just going to say this to listeners. You have, but I'll tell you, you're barely referring to them. Do you know what I mean? But they are there for you. But is that a thing around your house? Uh, the stick it notes, the whiteboards, things like that. You you are constantly, you know, reminded. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the constant burns, you know, on my fingers, you know, from from uh, the she ever. Has. She's the, after showing me. She has. The ever constant burns of trying to cook, but I don't get any supports. The HSE don't give me any supports. My mm-hmm. husband has three chronic illnesses. We're not allowed any support. I don't know why, but we're not. But you know, I can't wake up every day and cry about that either. So I have to. We just have to get on with our lives. But we have to work at. Now I have to say. I cannot do a lot of the things that I do without the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland because they help me to do a lot of things. They help me to write my speeches. Uh, they help me to, and, and you know, in, 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 the, in the recent times, in, yes. in, initially, uh, you know, for many years, I, I wrote my own. But I mean, uh, you know, I have to say, you know, my journey is long, it's far from over, you know, I hope. But we have rights. And I mean, I, you know, as I said, I just believe that ev- every one of us have a right to a proper service. Mm. I know last year that the government promised us that they would give us a hundred thousand, uh, um, uh, one million home uh, care hours, which they provided in 2020, and they were going to give us all these extra hours and extra funding. And I understand today that you know, we may not be in the same position because of coronavirus. But can I stop you there? I just want to take a short break. I'm going to bring Noel into the conversation. You are listening to the most remarkable woman on late lunch this afternoon. Seven to eight years diagnosed with Alzheimer's and listen to her. Just listen to her on late lunch this afternoon. Isn't it a privilege to be in our company? Helen Rochford Brennan, Dr. Helen Rochford Brennan, I must say as well, is with us. And Noel Heaney, chairperson of the Drogheda branch of Alzheimer's. More chat with them after this short break. Dr. Helen Rochford Brennan, chairperson of the European Working Group of People with Dementia, is with us. You hear her story diagnosed at 61 in 2012 with Alzheimer's. And Noel Heaney is uh, with her as well. He's chair of the Drada branch of the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland. 
Noel, I know you said that this woman was remarkable. My, oh my. She's something else, isn't Absolutely, she? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. We're privileged to have her. Oh. I, I, I always, when I heard her last year in Buswell's uh, at the pre-budget launch, I said, I have to get this woman down to draw her. So I did. <laughs> and today is the day. But here's the thing. We're getting a little snatch of who she is and what she stands for on late lunch today. But she's with you this evening, isn't she? Yes, six o'clock in the Westcourt at her Alzheimer's Cafe. A free event. Uh, lots of people coming along and they're more than welcome. Because, as I said, this woman, Helen, is remarkable. Mm. Uh, she's living with dementia, but she's still Helen the person. And yes. that's very important to let people know that. Mm. So the Westcourt Hotel in Drogheda, six o'clock this evening. It's yep. an open invitation to anybody who's listening today to come along and meet this great lady and hear more besides. I always ask you when we meet on air, uh, it's been a long road for the Drogheda group, but things are now really progressing. Things are yes. really progressing. Now, we're at a stage now where we're looking for tenders for a new build. We have a lot of the finance in place. Uh, we've got an increase in funding coming from the HSE too, which we were chasing for a long time. So that that's now another box ticked. So please God, Jerry, by the summertime we'll be starting to build. This is a dream, isn't it? This has been a dream. And I do want to mention Anne Short today. Absolutely. Because and I also want to mention Anne and I want to mention uh, the family of Jenny Heaney who passed away the weekend. Jenny, a uh, small lady, but a big heart. And she put a huge amount of work in over the years for Alzheimer's. Ah. And we will remember Jenny in our new building. In the new building. That is And really also lovely. want to say best wishes to Patsy Rice, who is not well. Yes. Patsy, uh, former chairman, yes. and has put tremendous work in. We're just putting the finishing touches, Jerry, to years of hard work by people by before us. By groups. I understand yeah. that. And no. we're very privileged to do that. But isn't that life? The baton has to be carried on. And yeah. fair juice to you, Noel, and your group for, for, for doing that as well. So six o'clock, the West Court Hotel in Drogheda. I'll tell you, only for I have another arrangement, I'll be down myself. This woman is so impressive. Tell me this, just Coming back to you, Helen, for a moment, you know you travel a lot with your role in Europe as well. How do you manage travelling? Um, I have uh, I have travel support. Uh, I have uh, a person who is a volunteer, Carmel Gagan from Dun Oak Gerard. And if Carmel cannot travel with me, as she hasn't been able to for own illness for the last year, the Alzheimer's Society kindly give me support. Okay. Uh, as they, as I said earlier, they they give me support, and and that's important because I was telling Noel of all my challenges. Now you wouldn't have all day to hear about all my stories from the airport because the airport they generally take one look at the red lipstick and think she doesn't need a wheelchair, and I don't need a wheelchair, but I'm always offered one. But there's and I was offered, you know, that that is a, a constant problem for me because people don't take you seriously and you know I had to have a card I made a card up very early on in in, in my in this journey um, that said I've on the back of it that I have Alzheimer's you know pl mm. please be patient with me and that is sometimes you have to take it out and you have to hand it to people in many airports and I've traveled significantly but I think it is it also keeps me going you know, there's no time for depression or no time for uh, you have to keep doing the things you did with support. And I'm grateful for that support. And that's really it's it's good for me to do it. And I think also to be involved in research and to know what's happening and to know that we are getting ever closer to maybe that that wonderful cure. And sometimes you get extremely tired. You know, I'm uh, this is my sixth year in, in, in Europe and um, and but it is just it's just so rewarding. Mm. You know, people come up to you and they say to you, 
you know, Helen, you just took my words. You, you said what I wanted to say. Thank yes. you for, you know, one of the biggest problems we have to, that I have to say today uh, is still is an ongoing problem in Ireland is that we do not have a diagnosis. I meet people that are not given the proper diagnosis. We need a diagnosis and we have a great national dementia strategy and we have a wonderful team in our national dementia office working on it. But we need doctors to diagnose and give the diagnosis to the patient not to the husband or the wife or the friend. They need to give the to give it to the patient. So it gives us an opportunity to make decisions. And we have a new assistant decision making act for it's going to be I hope is going to be implemented soon. And that gives us an opportunity to make all the plans and the decisions we want to make until uh, up to our death. Mm -hmm. And so if we don't, if those decisions are taken away from us and you're telling our our, our partners or whatever, you know, that's not good enough either. And the other thing is that, you know, families don't want us to know. Why? What will somebody please listening tell me what other illness in the world would you not tell somebody that they had? I mean, they will not tell us we have Alzheimer's, but they're happy to tell us we have cancer, we have diabetes, we have all kinds of other chronic illnesses. And I suppose saying that, that maybe because it's not listed as a chronic illness by our health department, uh, that maybe that is a big problem. You know, if it's listed as a chronic illness then, but we need people to understand we need people to actually understand that you are absolutely, and I have said it to people when they ask me, what, well, Helen, do you think I should tell my mother or my father or whatever? I said, did you ever lie to them? Do, would you lie to your parents? Yes. Would you lie to your family? It's a what? real important point. So just to summarise what you say today, greater support's needed, diagnosis more uh, speedily, post- tell cognitive exercises yes. and work there for yeah. people. And support. Yeah, and post-diagnostic support is really important to keep us well. If there's somebody out there worrying, and I want to give this message to the person that's at home thinking, do I, don't I? Continue doing what you're doing. Go and see your your doctor. Call the helpline. It's called the Alzheimer's Society helpline. And and talk about it. You may need to do a, a test. But can I say, it is not, the as you can see, it is not the end of the world. It is not the end of the world. And I want people to understand that. Yes, no, it's... It's not an easy life to have. But do you know what? It's livable. It is livable. Every day I can get up and I can open the door and I can look out and I can hear the birds sing. And that's the message that we, and support us. Let our families please keep us. Let me say to the farming community, the IFA, the ICA, in the honour of God, they were great in the mehel. You know, you all work together. Will you continue to work with people when they no longer have a voice? Be their voice. You have a quote. Did you want to read a quote? Yeah, well, I wanted to first remember that my cousins, the, Mo- the Rowleys out in Moor Church, I can't forget about you. Hello, Tom and Mary and all my relatives in Meath. Uh, and I also want to wish Noel and thank him from the bottom of my heart all the work that he's doing for people with, with, with dementia. Um, I always like to finish when I'm speaking about my activism. You know, um, I thought my days were over and I packed away my hopes alongside my dreams because I had, because of those dark days. But Desmond Tutu once said, hope has been able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. And now I have hope, a small budding flower that will continue to grow as long as I have a voice, as long as I'm still Helen. So I suppose to your listeners and to yourself, I have to say thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to tell you that you can live well with dementia. Dr. Helen Rochford Brennan, inspiring. Noel Heaney as well. Thank you so much, Noel, for taking Helen to us today. And good luck with this evening. Six o'clock, more from this wonderful woman in the West Court Hotel. I wish you well. Thank you. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.